This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where I read evergreen articles on real estate investing so you can still learn while you're on the go. If you just found the show on this Wednesday, welcome. And please tap the subscribe button so you'll get these automatically delivered to you every day, including weekends. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Five critical items you need to review before filing your depreciation deductions by Natalie Kolodige. As a real estate tax strategist, I review thousands of tax returns every year. Throughout my career, I've detected a common area for mistakes. Depreciation. Depreciation is a fundamental tool for real estate investors. Improperly reporting it on your tax sheets could lead to paying thousands of dollars extra in taxes. That's why, in this podcast, I'm providing five critical items you must review on your depreciation schedules to ensure you're getting the most out of your properties. Reporting depreciation. First, if you have any income generated by a long-term rental property owned by you or by a single-member LLC, you must report it on Schedule E of Form 1040. All ordinary and necessary expenses related to your property, including depreciation, can be deducted. But what is depreciation anyway? In short, depreciation represents a rental property's declining value over time. We know that real estate tends to appreciate, but depreciation still applies and actually helps us pay less on our taxes. There are several depreciation methods, but it's important to abide by what the IRS allows. The IRS prescribes a long set of rules and regulations on depreciating assets, including a standard useful life of 27 and a half years for most residential rental properties. Like I said, Depreciation is great because it offsets some of the costs you incur throughout the year and lowers your tax basis. 
That's why reviewing these next five topics are so important. Here they are, the five items to review on your depreciation schedule. Item number one, review all listed totals. Seems obvious, but the first thing you must do is check the property's total depreciable value. For the most part, you're just making sure the total is less than the purchase price. Keep in mind that some costs such as inspections, due diligence fees, and more will be included in your depreciable basis, but the total should never equal or amount to more than your purchase price. For instance, if the depreciable value equals $200,000, but your purchase price totaled $150,000, you should consult your tax professional. Errors over depreciable value occur all of the time, especially when determining land values. Since land isn't depreciable, the solution is to use a ratio against the total value of the property, then multiply by the purchase price for a lower land value that helps reduce the tax basis. This is the same method a county tax assessor uses. But say, for example, a tax preparer uses an actual land value of $50,000 instead of applying a ratio. With the building included, the total tax basis equals $160,000. The problem? The client paid $120,000 for the property. This mistake accidentally gave the client an extra forty dollars on their basis. An awful mistake like this can be prevented by simply being vigilant about the numbers posted in your depreciation schedule. Item number two, make sure land is accounted for. To expand further on the topic of land, it's important that your depreciation schedule accounts for it, despite it not being depreciable. What do I mean? If you pay two hundred dollars for a rental property and all $200,000 is listed as the depreciable amount, something is wrong. You're essentially stating that you are, in fact, depreciating the land since the purchase price is equal to the depreciable amount. You cannot do this. As mentioned earlier, you should use the county tax assessor's ratio to determine a proper land value in depreciation. In the event you fail to do this and continue to deduct depreciation year over year, you'll be facing serious back pay when the error is found and corrected. Item number three, make sure renovation expenses are broken down when possible. If you had a major renovation, look to see if it is listed as a lump sum amount on the depreciation schedule. If you spent 40,000 bucks on a renovation that included 10K worth of landscaping and 5,000 on new appliances, there may be a more advantageous way of reporting it. A major renovation is assumed to be a 25-and-a-half-year improvement, the same useful life of a rental. However, there are some improvements that have been assigned shorter lives. Landscaping, for example, falls into a category known as land improvements, which have a life of 15 years. Additionally, any assets with a life of less than 20 years can potentially be expensed in the first year of ownership using bonus depreciation. There are lots of potential savings with renovations. I highly recommend having a conversation about it with your tax professional. Beware of errors, though. For instance, we once had a client who was considered a real estate professional, meaning they could deduct unlimited rental losses. They had been buying two to three new rentals each year, completing major renovations on each. Their prior depreciation schedule listed $82,000 renovations over 27 and a half years 
for every property. This resulted in a depreciation deduction of about $2,980 for the year. However, when we broke down the components of the renovations, there was a lot of depreciation left on the table. $8,000 landscaping, $6,200 appliances, two grand new fencing. Total, $16,200 assets with a life of fewer than 20 years, qualifying for year one bonus depreciation. Total value, $63,800. With these numbers, the client could have taken a much larger depreciation deduction of $18,520 for the year. Item number four. If you're using delayed financing methods, make sure your tax pros know. If you run a delayed financing strategy where you place your renovation costs into escrow when you purchase, your tax professional could be shorting you on depreciation. This is because many tax professionals do not realize the structure of this type of transaction. They are likely taking the full renovation amount and lumping it into the purchase price, then allocating the total amount between land versus building. This is incorrect. The allocation should only apply to the purchase price. The renovation amount should be accounted for separately. Let's say a client's prior CPA took the full amount of their HUD property, where they prepaid renovation costs to allow for earlier refinancing via the Burr method as their purchase price. The totals would show $30,000 for the purchase price and $40K for the renovation escrow, ignoring miscellaneous closing costs. Their initial depreciation was calculated as $70,000 purchase price. 82% building value per the tax assessor's ratio equals $57,400 depreciable value at 27 and a half years for a deduction of $2,087 per year. However, because of the strategy the client used, the depreciation should have been $30,000 purchase price, 82% building value equals $24,600 depreciable value at 27 and a half years for a deduction of $895,000 per year and a $40,000 renovation value, which could have likely been broken down further as we did earlier at 27 and a half years for a deduction of $1,454 per year. That amounts to a total annual depreciation deduction of $2,350 per year. It might not seem like a lot, but this client had nearly 10 properties that were all depreciated using the traditional but inappropriate method for their strategy. As you can see, it resulted in a lost depreciation deduction of close to $4,000 per year, which would continue across multiple years. The good news is that we were able to correct it by utilizing Form 3115 and recoup the deduction. Item number five, be aware of service dates. Your rental is eligible for depreciation when it is in service, meaning ready and available for rent. Normal vacancies or spans of non-occupancy for renovation do not take a property out of service. If you were to buy a rental with tenants in it, issue them a 60-day notice to vacate, then spend 90 days on a renovation. The property is still in service throughout that time. 
Review the dates listed for your rental asset and any renovation dates. Many preparers will ask for an in-service date, but won't ask if the renter was occupied when first purchased. They'll just utilize the purchase date. That's why it's important to note if a property is purchased vacant. If you buy on January 1st but require a six-month renovation, the property won't be in service until the end of those six months. Conclusion It's important to review depreciation concepts and make sure you're on top of your filing requirements. Hopefully, the checklist we went over today has served as a useful guide for you and your business. You made it through another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Did you learn something new? If you still have questions about this subject, jump onto the forums at biggerpockets.com slash forum. It's like being at a 24-7 networking event without the business cards and awkward small talk. Otherwise, you know the drill. We'll have another episode waiting for you in the morning.